everyone. This is Kathy Mason from Mason Works Marketing here on Conscious Business Zone with my friend and teacher, Colin and Colin Joe Byrne, I should have said. And and did everyone always call you Colin Joe when you were growing up? No, when I um, <laughs> when I I decided to, you know to to speak more publicly in 2014. I was going to use the name Colin Byrne, which is my name, but I found there were so many people on the internet called Colin Byrne. Oh. It might create confusion. So I kind of differentiated myself by calling myself Colin Joe because oh. my second name is Joseph. That's but, perfect. Uh, That's perfect. Yeah. Well, I just wondered because sometimes I was only called my, my uh, formal name when I was in trouble. <laughs> So it's like, Colin, Joe, where are you? Anyway, well, um, yeah. Colin, I'm so excited to introduce you to my audience. We haven't talked, I don't think, for three or four years, maybe more, uh, three years for sure. And, um, and I know that what you offer as a teacher and a guide through through the personal development and spiritual development aspects of our being is is remarkable it is a for everyone that's listening colin's teaching is one of the only things that i've seen that combines science and spirituality in a usable way he he because of what he's gotten from working with his highest know or higher knowing highest i who knows those superlatives anyway um is is usable knowledge for us to apply and not spiritually bypass everything here. So, so Colin, would you, before we go into our subject for today, could you give some people some insight into your journey so they can understand and um, see why I value your, your knowledge and your support so much? Yeah, thank you, uh, Kathy. Um, just to start off with, I'm not a guru. I'm just an ordinary person uh, like everybody else. And um, I don't have any special attributes that uh, were the reason for my uh, connection with higher dimensional beings. Uh, when I asked them why they were connecting with me, they said, because you volunteered for this before you uh, incarnated here. Yeah. And they were just reminding me of my commitment, which I didn't know anything about. But uh, when I thought about it, uh, I decided that I, I wanted to uh, proceed with with their teachings and with their guidance. Um, and they were really great in the way they uh, began teaching me and guiding me. And uh, it was a long story, but the short story is um, what they taught me uh, is, 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 is Gnostic, uh, so it's not a Gnosis, it's the Gnostic teachings, but it's also Hermetic, so I understand the uh, chemistry behind everything, the atomic structure of matter, uh, but it's also esoteric, which is spiritual and uh, uh, how that works and it's also energetic and how energy works in the universe and how the 
entire universe is just uh, a field of electromagnetic waves that uh, you know are by different frequencies and they create a kind of harmonic symphony in the universe um, and it's a symphony of color and sound um, and everything there is a divine uh, creation and um, design template on which all matter uh, and all uh, principles of energy are based and it works in all dimensions on every level of play like for instance energetically we are all similar with a similar construct but just our journey in our evolution of our energy uh, with that we call soul but the soul is just a field of energy and and how we relate that energy to everything else around us so our thoughts are energy our emotions are energy um, the standards and values we hold determine the frequency of the energy so the higher your standards and values the higher your frequencies the lower your standards and values the lower your frequencies so the fear frequencies anxiety frequencies negative frequencies are all low level frequency uh, energy and it's, uh, and then the attitudes we have are the way we express our thoughts emotions words uh, and actions and and the way we do it the attitude we have towards everything so all of that is energy and it's just how energy works um you know and, and unfortunately this information is common knowledge actually uh, all its knowledge that's available on the planet but people don't pay attention to it you know because when you go for an ecg what they're doing is are measuring your electromagnetic energies in your body right and so the, those energies are measurable but we don't equate them to energies we we see that as some kind of magical uh, medical uh, device that will help us somehow to detect something that's wrong with us whereas actually what it is is just an energy device that measures the energy coming off our bodies so so I'm going to interrupt you here because I want to make sure people understand and can follow your journey. Colin was an international banker, correct? Yeah. And he saw the systems in place and how the, um, the lack of morality and a lack of virtues were being perpetrated and decided, uh-oh, I better do something. Meanwhile, he's riding motorcycles and, <laughs> right? You're, you were having a good time. And, um, and something, you had a encounter with your higher knowing. Could you, could you share a little bit about that? Because you were, you were going along playing the game like everyone else is in this play and something woke you up and i i think that would really be helpful for people to understand 
your perspective and how you got there and how you can bring these truths to us to get us out of the dream. Okay. Is that okay? I, I didn't mean to stop you as beautiful what you're saying, but I, I want to make sure people follow the path so they can see how usable this information is. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, my, at the time I began waking up, just before um, I met my first thing, I had my first encounter with a higher dimensional being. I was, I had gone through a period where I was just fed up with the system on this planet. I'd resigned from banking because I could see the corruption that was happening there. I could see that the, the money was, uh, in my view, was a Ponzi scheme. Um, and it's, it's doomed to collapse, but because it's supported, it's only uh, works because it's supported and it's supported by governments, uh, you know, corporations uh, and everyone around. It's a nice system. It is, it's just a system where money is created out of thin air and people have to work uh, for this money and then they get they to work for this money, they have to, they are taxed and they have to contribute towards their governments for ostensibly, you know, uh, things that will benefit them. But when one examines what actually happens, uh, the people are not the, really the beneficiaries of the taxes they pay. And you can do this with any uh, government's budget and look at where the money's coming from and where it's been spent. And most governments are overspending money because government is just too big. That I drew this conclusion a long time ago that most most of what we call government is unnecessary. Uh, I, I was at a pretty much political view that uh, I believe more in decentralization of government. And so that was the kind of back, that was a struggle. I just knew there was something seriously wrong with this planet. So I was, I thought, what the hell, you know, um, just enjoy what you can and just make do with, you know. So I I was living a good life of, uh, you know, I was a divorce and a bachelor. And so I was playing the field and having a good time with the ladies. And I was a real party animal. My friends used to joke with me and they say that everywhere I went up, there was a party because... <laughs> and I'd walk into a restaurant and I'd just get talk to everybody and get get a party going and uh, uh, go to a pub and pretty soon uh, there was a party, you know. But I was just that kind of person at that time. And, uh, and in a sense, it, I was empty because I felt there was something missing. And my so when I had this encounter with higher dimensional beings, I thought, uh, at first, I was terrified of what was happening because it just was so beyond my uh, reach of consciousness, of understanding of everything. And this was like way uh, um, to meet beings who were 10 feet tall and could telepath and could appear and disappear, uh, you know, and that, that was all kind of new to me. And I, at first, it scared the hell out of me. But I just started to stick with it because uh, all my life, I've been had a, an insatiable curiosity 
So I wanted to know who they were, what they were doing, uh, what, you know, who I am, why they're talking to me. When they talk, so use this word, what do they mean? When they use that word, what do they mean? So I just questioned and questioned and questioned. And slowly the answers started coming to me because sometimes the questions are asked were so simplistic from their point of perspective that they would give me an answer which would help me to re rephrase my question so that my question was more intelligent because they're hyper intelligent beings. So a question, a simple question eventually became a more complex question. Uh, and uh, they began to teach me many things about, you know, energy. And they, they, they said that the soul is just a field of energy. It has a construct. Uh, the soul is eternal. Uh, and, you, and that was, uh, is, is supported by science here and uh, which says that energy can't be destroyed. Energy can only be transmuted or changed. And uh, the, if, if we are energy beings, uh, we, we can't be destroyed. You know, we just, we are transmuted and, and transcend into different forms. So I began to wrestle a lot with the science behind it, uh, with with the, the scientific evidence. Um, then I learned about the split hole experiment because they were talking about waves and how waves become matter. And then I learned about the split hole experiment, which showed that um, when they fired electrons through two the splits, in the fired an electron. Uh, through two splits, um, the uh, uh, patterns on the screen behind the splits were like a wave interference pattern. And uh, when uh, these waves were then observed, the waves became like little dots on the screen, also a wave pattern, but they changed from waves to dots. And so the conclusion that science here came to that Energy is a waveform when it's not observed, but when it's observed, it becomes, it, it appears as matter. So we, in a sense, are waveforms, but through our observation of the waves, we, they appear, the waves appear to us as matter. Now, this gets a lot into quantum physics and quantum science, but it's actually quite simple if you you know, persevere and go through all the steps necessary in order to understand that we are energy beings, but we see that energy as matter. But behind the matter, the cause of the matter is energy. <laughs> and this is very difficult for people to grasp by now. For me, it was a totally way out concept when I first came across it. And but I just read and read and researched. I read uh, Einstein's theory on relativity, unified field theory. That, um, a theory. I read, read um, Bohm. I read Planck, Max Planck. I read, uh, you know, uh, many other scientists, uh, and read everything that I could about quantum physics and quantum uh, mechanics. And slowly, it began to make sense to me. But as I 
developed uh, I spent uh, three years learning and then I spent eight years as a grid keeper on the planet I was conscripted to be a grid keeper which meant I had to kind of be more uh, cloistered uh, live a more cloistered life away from people energies uh, electromagnetic fields and and to focus on the role of a, a grid keeper which is to draw in energy from the universe and anchor it down into the earth's grids and so i would i did that for eight years and then in 2014 many things were changed uh, on the planet and um, one of the things that told me is now you must go tell everybody how it works <laughs> <laughs> And I said, well, how do I do that? Because I'd been away from computers and electronics and all that for such a long time. I had no idea uh, how, you know, the, the technologies that changed. So I had to relearn how to do Windows and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, then, then I said, well, what should I say? And they said to me, just explain it simply. I said, well, I, I do try. I said, if, they said to me, if you can't explain it simply, then you don't understand it yourself. That's and if you don't understand it yourself, come and ask, and we will tell you. So that's basically how I started, by explaining as simply as I could, you know, very uh, advanced universal energy concept, but I tried to... Um, digested down into little bite-sized pieces so that anybody can understand it you know and when i speak about soul i i, I don't only explain what the soul is i explain the construct i explain how it works i explain how it has an energy generation system within it it has an energy transmission system that has an energy distribution system and like the energy generation is by a Merkaba field. And then I explain the vortex mechanics behind Merkabas, uh, um, the uh, counter-rotating um, nature of these uh, triangular structures like pyramids and how the the structure creates leverage because when they move in certain ways in certain speeds they create a certain leverage and it creates energy uh, and that energy gets transmitted from the soul to the body through our chakra system now uh, everybody most people know about seven chakras but we actually have 15 chakras so i teach about how these chak all these chakras refer um refer to the multi-dimensional nature of the universe because the nature is uh, there are 15 dimensions in the universe so we have 15 chakras each chakra relates to a specific uh, dimension and what is that it's all about the frequency like a piano note on a piano if you play the note a say that note a has a specific meaning and if you play the next note, which is B flat, you go from A to B flat, you go up and you change the frequency of the, the sound. So it begins to vibrate a little faster from B. And there's a relationship between the, the notes A and B flat and B. And then I explain how these relationships are, are important in terms of how they create energy. 
you know, and so the whole soul structure, uh, I explain, like we have things in our souls called um, the soul codes, and soul codes are like a hard drive, uh, and uh, and what we have in our computers, um, the um, the CP central processing unit, which has certain you got a RAM and a ROM, and the RAM has got pre um, is 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 a random access memory, and you've got a ROM which is a read-only memory. So all your programming for your system is run in your your ROM. Now we have a ROM and a RAM in the soul. <laughs> it does exactly <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> and so the soul codes are the pre-programming that holds the memory of all our previous lifetimes. And our RAM is the way we can access into the system, into the uh, matrix system or the universal energy system in order to change the experiences we are having now or to understand the experiences we are having now. But I, I don't go too much into that. I just explain how, you know, the, in our souls, we have memory. We have stored memory of previous lifetimes. And that stored memory, it corresponds to our DNA. Now, there are two kinds of DNA. There's genetic DNA, and there's another form of DNA, which is called junk DNA. And about 10% of our DNA is genetic DNA, and the rest is called junk DNA. It's called junk DNA because they don't know what it does. But all our stored memory in our, um, in our soul bodies have a direct cor correlation and correspondence with our DNA. So uh, all our soul memories are stored in the junk DNA, but we don't know what it does, so we can't access it. We haven't learned how to access the stored memory of our previous lifetimes. And that's been done purposely here. Science is not for humanity. Science works against humanity. It's not explaining these concepts to people properly. And education here is not explained to people properly. And, and so, you know, um, there are layers of soul and there's layers of soul energy. And because the soul, for every cell in your body, there is a correspondent uh, um, bite. If I can call it, you know, your computer, you have bits and bytes. That's a bit of information for every cell in your body. That's a bit of information held in your soul memory. So your whole genetic makeup is is stored within your soul uh, body. And each on incarnation, you get a new um, uh, mother and father. So your genetics of that is also stored in your... Uh, and so their, their genetics... And their parents' genetics and all that genetics is stored within our soul body. And, and you know, one of the things that, uh, and there's been tricks played on humanity because this planet is run by a bunch of fallen angels who are higher dimensional beings who understand these technologies and they've kept them away from humanity. So humanity can't um, become uh, self-determining. Uh, you know, we're dependent on their systems. Okay, so I have I have a zillion questions. Ready? <laughs> we'll start with one. <laughs> I love questions. <laughs> I know, I know, because you have you have a way to um, excite my neural 
my my connection to my higher knowing selves that connection so i can actually learn myself so that's what i love the way you teach because it's not a lecture at it's an experience it's experiential right at least that's the way i learn from you okay so i have a question about the soul the soul is a fractal of um, all that is, and it, it only in my knowing when I had a spiritually transformative experience, I know that only a teeny bit of that is in this vessel. At least that's what I saw. Is that correct? Is that what you know as well? No, no, no. Um, okay. Our soul, in fact, is a very powerful thing. And it still holds the um, divine universal creation and divine template. And uh, for humanity, we still hold the 12-strand DNA potential in our soul bodies, but it's not in our physical bodies because we haven't been able to generate um, enough memory of our past lives in order to in improve the genetic, uh, our genetic makeup so that we have three strand, four strand, five strand, six strand, up to 12 strand, uh, strands of DNA. Now, we there's a difference between DNA potential and actual DNA. Okay. Now, the human angelics were originally seeded here with three strands of DNA. Uh, and then that was mutated by the uh, the fallen ones here when they had the um, the the giant races called the Nephilim come and interbreed with humanity, and slowly they broke down the the genetic structure of humans into a two-stranded DNA structure. But but people, the important thing is that we hold the potential of 12-strand DNA in our soul body. So, so if we begin to develop the soul body, we not only improve our physical health, we will also improve and, and transmute energy. And it's, it's in a sense, my higher selves explain it that way, we create phantom DNA. So I'm running 12-strand phantom DNA yes. in my yes. physical body. And 